Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. The J-Lab J-Buds line has something for everyone. Are you a J-Buds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you gonna do the J-Buds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always gotta be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com. To find your kind of tech. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com dot com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals from ufos to psychic powers and government conspiracies history is riddled with unexplained events you can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. It always takes me a second to start these when our compatriot Matt is gone because he usually starts it. Matt is on adventures and will return. They call me Ben. We are joined as always with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Noel, this has been a uh, peek behind the curtain. This has been a pretty wild Monday on my end. How about you, my friend? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, who is it, Johnny Carson, that said weird, wild stuff? Well, that was like his catchphrase. Yeah, today's been full of weird, wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the new season of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson? Yes, twice. We've, we've talked about it. Yeah, there's an episode where, uh, or there's a sketch where they've got like a Johnny Carson impersonator who is allowed to hit yes, because they got, a special, they got a special rate. So he is allowed to uh, hit. At that price point. Yeah. I uh, can't say enough good about that series, especially nowadays when we realize that more and more people need some levity. Desperately so. I mean, we're looking at things that frankly sound apocalyptic. We're looking at disappointing, uh, disappointing ongoing information about 
COVID. Uh, we're looking at, you know, as we mentioned before in a previous segment, uh, natural disasters all the world around. And one thing that got lost in the shuffle that I think is of interest to you and you and me both is QAnon. QAnon was such a huge deal. As we record today, it is August 2nd, which is very close to one of the dates that hardcore QAnon believers claimed would be the date that the former president uh, announced that he was still the president or something like that. And that belief has lost some steam as time went on. But I think a lot of people forget QAnon is still very much a force in the internet and in the U.S. today in one way or another. I mean, would you say that a lot of people sort of forgot about this as it drifted out of the news? I mean, I think the people that sort of dismissed it in the first place forgot about it. Um, but the people that were really into it and that found in it sort of a way to, I think, justify some, let's just call them maybe more outlandish viewpoints, haven't forgotten about it at all. Uh, I think many of us likely know someone or know someone who knows someone who's had their life irreversibly changed by this whole, you know, conspiracy movement, I guess. Right. Um, I, I have mentioned on the show before, I have a really good friend whose brother went so far down the QAnon rabbit hole that he's just absolutely estranged from his entire family um, to the point where they can't talk anymore, you know, uh, because he is such a hardliner about it that it's just like, you can't, there's no common ground. There's no way to, you know, successfully have a, you know, uh, a rational conversation with this person. And and look, again, you know, we always say we're not here to to judge anybody um, or, or uh, make anybody feel bad or stupid for believing what they believe. But I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, most rational people would look at this whole QAnon thing and the degree to which it has uh, caused people to push people away who are close to them for no good reason is toxic. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, this is, this is an interesting phenomenon because the proliferation of these sorts of beliefs, I think, are illustrative of an issue that occurs in, in the human brain because the human brain is hardwired to practice pattern recognition to an extreme degree, such that it becomes pattern creation. And then the, the tricky part about that is as these beliefs build upon each other, uh, we also see a sunk cost fallacy. Your brain doesn't want to be wrong ever. And that's what leads to confirmation bias. That's uh, something we covered in a previous episode, why you can't win arguments on the line. And the scary thing is this neurobiological cognitive phenomena occurs in every single aspect of human civilization. It's not just conspiracies. It's not just politics. It's the same reason that people who really love a particular sports team will go nuts if they don't agree with the ref's ruling. And when, and when we look at it from that perspective, I would argue that we see, um, we see a solid basis, a solid explanation for why certain beliefs persist even when they can be uh, debunked relatively easily. And this is not to throw the baby out with the bathwater here uh, figuratively or throw the badger out with the bathwater if we want to stay on brand. Instead, it's it's to say that the ideas of QAnon, like the ideas of a lot of um, apocalyptic cults, uh, they took a huge hit when they missed the deadlines they predicted. 
or purported to predict. Sure. I mean, I think, I think again, you know, most people uh, would use that as a sign that, oh, maybe they we're, we're kind of missed the mark. But oftentimes this is just an excuse for people who are, whether indoctrinated or whether they have some kind of agenda or what have you, to really just dig in deeper and say, no, we missed the mark because X, because Y, because Z, because of outside forces that have that are oppressing us. You know what I mean? Like things like that. I really do feel like that's usually it's not like all of a sudden you can talk to someone who is fully invested in a particular belief system or a cult or whatever and say, oh, well, we'll see. You you didn't get it right. I thought it was supposed to happen yesterday. Well, reasons. You know what I mean? Witness my mental parkour. Yeah, because people are rarely unintelligent, but people are often misinformed and the human brain is tremendously talented at rationalizing things, right? Rationalizing beliefs uh, and rationalizing why a prediction didn't work. Uh, this, this leads us to another thing that's related, which is the idea of crisis actors. We had, we had talked about this um, a number of months ago, maybe last year. Pandemic makes it tough to remember, as I'm sure is the case for some of our conspiracy realists listening in today. But Noel, as you and I and Matt had discussed previously, there there were a number of uh, particularly mass shootings that caught on with certain spheres of the conspiracy world. And soon enough, despite all the evidence, there were people trying to argue that these events were either A, greatly exaggerated, or B, never actually happened. And this was tremendously offensive to the, you know, the survivors of the people who died in these horrific acts. But it might surprise some people to know that belief in crisis actors for mass shootings is still very, very much a thing, right? It is. Again, like the, the whole QAnon web is just that. It's so complex and wrapped up. It's, it's basically like every bonkers conspiracy theory that ever existed kind of wrapped up in this giant sticky ball of goo that people, you know, pick and choose. They might like parts of it, but uh, if if you are truly an adherent to Q and to all of what it represents, it probably means that you're dipping your toes in all kinds of conspiracy theories and crisis actors uh, being one of them. In particular, uh, the story that that, that uh, we found, or one of the stories that we found for today, um, is about the absolutely tragic fallout. I think of of this type of belief. Um, Vice News came out with an article uh, on July twenty sixth um, about a Parkland shooting survivor whose father uh, went did just what we described, went down that QAnon rabbit hole and has been made to believe that the whole thing was a hoax. Yeah. That his son, in fact, is one of those crisis actors and is in some way a tool of some sort of left wing communist agenda to take away our guns. Cause oftentimes Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, the whole idea of staging these types of events is to create, you know, allegedly create an outcry that could take away certain civil liberties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it there, man, because that is one of the primary motivations for any true conspiracy theory. There needs to be a qui bono, you know, who benefits. And so the argument there for a lot of people who believe that a given a given tragedy is a, a, 
is a fake event filled with crisis actors. Their their idea is that nebulous, nefarious forces in government are attempting to remove civil liberties like uh, the Second Amendment, right to gun ownership. That's all, almost always a big win or that they are cracking down on other rights, like rights to privacy or, um, you know, trying to use this as a rationalization for more closely tracing people online. I would say that one doesn't hold up as much and you don't see it as often because, you know, everybody who's worried about surveillance, uh, most of them have a smartphone, which is, you know, your friendly Polly Pocket version of the NSA spying on you. Yeah, I posted a meme the other day or something like that. It's just like, who cares if there's microchips or tracking devices in the vaccines? You're literally holding a tracking device in your hand right now as you read this post. And, you know, we all willfully carry these things around, except for, you know, people that are living off the grid or insist on using burner phones or, you know, don't even want to have. But, you know, we were living in a society where it becomes more and more prohibitive to normal day to day existence to not opt in to that kind of stuff. But uh, we're not talking about that. We are just talking about the ability to fact check information, right? Like uh, readily. Um, and, and the fake news thing works in both directions because, you know, there can be fake news uh, that has an agenda on either the left or the right side or in any particular uh, motivation to get people to believe certain things. And um, this is a really great example of that where QAnon Within that giant web that is QAnon, there is this belief that's proliferated by, you know, lawmakers like Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, who is a Georgia lawmaker who has gotten into some hot water for pretty outwardly denying that uh, the um, shooting at, weirdly enough, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, didn't really happen. That it was all staffed by these crisis actors that were there to enact some kind of agenda uh, in order to who knows what nefarious purposes they had in mind. But they'll say things like it's to take away our guns or to take away our freedom. And so story and vice, the kid in question who, you know, survived this horrific event, uh, he goes by the name Bill. Um, this all started on a Reddit thread. There, There is a, a, a lot of like. It's become almost a support group, right, for uh, folks who are kind of survivors of QAnon, like not school shootings, but literally QAnon, like people whose parents or loved ones, like my friend, uh, have gone so far down this Q rabbit hole that they're unrecognizable. They've been completely transformed into something else entirely. And uh, this person, Bill, wrote a post on uh, this uh, Reddit page, um, and I'm going to read you just a few little excerpts from it. Uh, and, and before I read it, my point is this vice took the story and ran with it after vetting the source, because, because you can be pretty anonymous on, you know, on, on Reddit. Uh, a lot of these things might not be true. There's a lot of stories on there that could just be as, uh, these dudes I love that I always uh, reference on internet today cited creative writing <laughs> could be, but, um, vice did vet this particular one and, uh, they, they did determine this person's story to be true. And here's an excerpt from, from the uh, original post on the uh, QAnon casualties board on Reddit. I survived the Stoneman Douglas school shooting, and my dad is suddenly convinced I'm a liar and part of a false flag operation. Another name for, you know, this thing staffed by crisis actors. 
And he starts it off like this. Uh, Sorry this is long, but I got to get it off my chest. I think my dad has gone f***ing insane. It's going way too far, and I have trouble processing the last five months. He's always been very conservative, but now QAnon has consumed his life to the point where it's tearing our family apart along with my own mental health. Back in January, he saw the video of Marjorie Taylor Greene harassing David Hogg, another student from... uh, Uh, Parkland, about the shooting being a false flag operation. And while my dad was already into Q, he'd never gone down that particular rabbit hole. And now he's convinced everything was a hoax and it breaks my heart. He's done, quote, extensive research on body language and claims he can tell the shooter is a radical commie actor who was paid to sacrifice his life in order to remove our guns. He's questioning why they released the interrogation footage, if not to further deceive the, quote, sheep believing everything they see, end quote. Uh, He also says the trial will be rigged, and the reason they're talking about the death penalty is to prevent him from ever talking just in case. And it goes so, on. Yeah. So what what to make of this? You know, I you know what I think? Let's pause for a word from our sponsor and let's come back and dive in because that's really disturbing stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only six hundred thirty nine dollars. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. The J-Lab J-Buds line has something for everyone. Are you a J-Buds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They fit on your keychain. They are perfect for on the go. And they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the J-Buds Air Sport, which has a secure fit. They're sweat proof. And they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. 
Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Okay, we're back. Ben, um, before the break, I read an excerpt from this uh, young man's post on uh, Reddit on the QAnon uh, survivors page. uh, And it ended with essentially just him saying how his father has just he picked up this whole, you know, um, crisis actor false flag narrative from Marjorie Taylor Greene. uh, and it's it's absolutely transformed him into a person that his son doesn't even recognize. I mean, mm-hmm. what can you make of this? Well, I think one of the first things we want to point out is uh, some of us listening along at home may be wondering, hey, why aren't the guys mentioning specific names here? Uh, this is all anonymous for the, for the sake of this kid, right, who already had a lot going on just mm-hmm. being in high school is stressful enough, right? Uh, so we're... We're intentionally following the lead of reporting and, and you know, obviously not doxing anybody. But what we can make of this is we can say a few things and they're all they're all running the gamut between heartbreaking and tragic. You know, uh, imagine everybody growing up has probably been in some situation where your parents did not take your side of the story. For most human beings, it's something like. Um, they wouldn't agree that it was cool for me to go on this trip with my friends, right? Or to stay out late or something innocuous like that. But in this case, the kid survived an attempt on his life and his father is throwing that out the proverbial window. At this point, it's tough to estimate the psychological damage that's been done to the kid, you know? It's tough to put yourself in that situation, but we can only imagine the enormous damage to the trust in their relationship. Because if your parent will not believe you in a life or death situation, then what else will they disbelieve? He also said that he needed more support from his mother. I think he goes on to say that. And he uh, it feels like he will not be able to speak to his father again. I mean, this may be a deathbed situation. And Noel, the problem with these things is that people, again, neurocognitively speaking, or you know, the neuroscience of it shows us that it's very difficult for people to have a change of heart when they've doubled down on beliefs this way. And I, I've said on record before, this is only my opinion, that uh, foreign powers waging information war waging asymmetrical war have brilliantly manipulated members of the American public with this. Those posts on Facebook that you see getting shared around, they may not be coming from the U.S. And they almost certainly aren't coming from people who actually believe this this line of thinking. No, no, it's true. It's an easy target. So many people out there are lost feeling and you know, feeling like they've been left behind or feeling like they've been ignored or excluded uh, in some way from like uh, the America that no longer represents their values or what have you. Right. And so it's easy for people to want to 
disseminate information that confirms their own beliefs or makes them feel uh, heard, you know, even if it's absolute bullshit. Um, and that's why I think Q took off so much. Again, check out Jake Hanrahan's incredible iHeart podcast, Q Clearance, um, that really goes into all of this stuff and the minutia of it. And we had him on the show. That's also check out that interview we did with Jake. We talk about how QAnon is essentially like a decentralized cyber cult where like this leader, quote unquote, may or may not actually exist. I mean, he's really to me more of a construct, you know, he, he represents something, but I don't think they're I don't know. I, I, to me, it like doesn't matter who Q is per se. I think it's more of like a symbol, uh, a symbol of people, people's kind of malaise and people's just sort of disaffectedness and their need to have these beliefs in some way um, backed up and, and, and propped up. And I feel like that's exactly what's happening with this kid and his dad or with this kid's dad. This is the part that broke my heart the most. This was an edit he did. Uh, well, he goes on to say, like, I can't go on living like this. You know, I've, I've asked my mom to give him an ultimatum to, you know, have him seek professional help, cut off his access to the Internet. Because um, this is another great example of Internet as an addiction, Internet as an obsession, you know. But this edit here, even though I've definitely felt like it, I don't think getting physical would do any good at all. I instead try to remind him to look back at the texts I sent when I was 100% sure the shooter was about to enter our classroom. I mean, think about that for a second. Like, you, to present your father with a record of your son in absolute horror, you know, thinking his life was coming to an end, to present him with that and have him still double down and say, I mean, he's, he's apparently, he's literally accused his son, according to, to these posts, uh, of taking money and of being part of this elaborate cover-up, this elaborate hoax, his son. Um, if you can't get through to someone like that, you know, who's your father, and it seems like they're just too far gone. But he says, uh, I ask him to look me in the eyes and still argue I'm able to fake what I wrote in those messages, but no luck. It's heartbreaking. But but it's something that we see all the time. And again, I, I don't think this is a political issue at all. I, I really, really don't. This is much more of, like you said, Ben, a psychological warfare issue. You know, this is weaponization of psychology and weaponization of of, of manipulation, of, of turning people against one another, you know, of, of dividing. Uh, and that's can be the greatest weapon of all. You know, I, I really don't think of this as like a left-right thing or any kind of like political grandstanding thing because... I mean, a lot of these things aren't necessarily, I mean, I guess you could argue, yeah, I mean, sure, the idea of gun control is uh, certainly politicized, but the level to which it's been just blown out of proportion and blown up as if this was even a reasonable way of getting that kind of thing done, I just don't understand how anyone could truly, truly believe that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, Ben. What, what do you what do you think? Is this a political thing? Is it deeper than that? Is it more insidious than that? Like, what what is the agenda here? And uh, is it just like these are just casualties? This is like collateral damage. People that have taken it way too far. Because it almost when it started, it almost seemed like a joke, like a satire or something. And then the people just really ran with it. Yep. Four uh, Chan's not the most reliable news source. It turns out. Uh, what I what I would say is. If you look at the structure of these these sorts of schools of thought or conspiracy, what you see is something very similar to the structure of a um, a mythos of a cultic organization, C U L T I C. What I mean by that is that uh, in this sense, the goalposts are always moving. 
So a specific date uh, and a prediction on a specific date not coming to pass simply means that there is a new explanation on the way. And as long as those goalposts move, then the game can continue. And for folks, some folks, it is mental stimulation. It is a game. But at what point does uh, at what point does a game or maybe even an addiction, because a lot of these things can be addictive to think about, at what point does it become dangerous? I would argue it becomes dangerous when it interferes with your life and your uh, relationships with the people who are important to you. That's true. I mean, it's the same uh, measure of whether, say, a drug addiction has gotten serious enough or a gambling addiction has gotten serious enough is when you can no longer function as a person in the world, whether that's, you know, your interpersonal day-to-day relationships or your job or whatever. Uh, You know, we're hearing about people literally just abandoning their entire families and their entire lives, their jobs in favor of, of all this Q stuff. I just don't get it. Uh, but I guess I'm not the target for it, but maybe it is filling a hole in some people that we didn't even know was there, you know? Um, so I, I honestly think it's going to be something that will be studied and will be looked at and puzzled over and written about for years to come. Cause I can't think of anything quite on this level. That's really like converted people on mass in this way. It's, it's almost like a mass hysteria kind of vibe. But uh, yeah, I, I think maybe we should move on. This one is, is, is a real downer. I feel for this kid and I feel for this family. And who do you even turn to Ben in a situation like this? Are there folks you can call to get help for your family member or there for their, I mean, obviously these types of message boards are good support systems where you can lean on other people that have gone through similar stuff. But you know, if you have a family member who's got a serious drug or alcohol addiction or a gambling addiction, there are programs you can send them to. Where do you send someone like this to be deprogrammed from something like Q? It's a good question. It's one that doesn't have an easy answer. Luckily, there are experts that you can contact uh, and stay tuned. We're going to give you their numbers at the end. Uh, Please do remember uh, that your loved ones are still your loved ones, even if you all disagree and those relationships can be worth saving. If that is, people are still around to save one another because We have a next piece of strange news today, which uh, should, well, I'll say it, uh, Doc, bleep me here. It should scare the ever-loving shit out of everyone. It doesn't matter what you believe in. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about climate change, but not in the way you've heard it. Not in the way uh, that has been politicized, as we say so often on this show. Uh, The politicization of stuff can stymie progress. You know what I mean? It gets you in a situation where everybody agrees there's a problem, but no one agrees how to fix it. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Uh, And climate change is one of those, one of those things because corporations spent a great deal of money and political capital uh, convincing people that climate change uh, or the age of the Anthropocene was in fact fake news. Problem is that was a lie. And it was a short-term lie. It was a hustle for some profits with long-term consequences. Now the bill is coming due. Oh, there was this, there was a sci-fi show, there was a sci-fi film years ago called Outbreak. You remember Outbreak? Yeah, with the monkey. It was the monkey's fault. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, that's very much. Uh, Outbreak came out in 1995, and it's what the genre would be described as like a uh, a medical disaster slash thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, uh, there was a quite a dangerous disease that became zoonotic, meaning it could be transmitted from animals or other primates to uh, human animals or you know human beings. And this may seem prescient in the age of superbugs and pandemics uh, because we're, you know, COVID's not going to be the, the last one. It's maybe just the first of a new chapter, but something else is happening. You may have heard uh, that just recently enough ice melted on a single day in Greenland to cover the entirety of Florida, the whole peninsula, plus the panhandle in two inches of water. Did you hear about that? That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. I mean, look, I just feel like the weather we've been getting here in Atlanta over the past few months uh, just feels like monsoon weather. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I just feel like it was observationally you can see the stuff uh, and it's uh, it's it's definitely scary. I'm glad you said that, because for for a long time, uh, for about a decade or so, I have been I, I had been thinking I'm not a meteorologist, uh, and no expert in long term weather effects, but I have been thinking very much the same thing, that we may be looking at a slow transformation to a a monsoon area of the world or monsoonal plain kind of prone area. But as the glaciers melt, we can expect a lot of changes in the world, changes that will ultimately affect human beings. This is not a reference to the parts of the world that will become virtually unlivable within your lifetime if you're hearing this show. This is instead a reference to things like trade passages opening up in the North Pole. This is a reference to things like freshwater sources being depleted as those glaciers melt. This is also a reference to disease. Because you see, once upon a time, 15,000 years ago, water froze on top of the, uh, this plateau in Tibet. And this water became part of a glacier. When this water froze, it wasn't sterile. Very few things are. Instead, millions and millions of organisms were trapped inside of this glacier. Fast forward 2015. These scientists from the U.S. and China team up. They drill down into the glacier and they say, oh, you know, let's see what we can find. Let's see what's let's see what's popping, you know, under the ice. And uh, these studies continued. And just a few days ago, some findings from a related study were published in a journal called Microbiome. They found 33 viruses that are on the way, viruses that had never been discovered before, the majority of them. What are we talking about? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. 
It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. The J-Lab J-Buds line has something for everyone. Are you a J-Buds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the J-Buds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com. Come to find your kind of tech. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. And we have returned. Uh, Specifically, this new study was written primarily by a microbiologist named Xi Ping Shong from Ohio State University. And they identified tons and tons of unique 15,000 year old viruses from this ice cap in Tibet, the Gulia ice cap. And the crazy thing is, this sounds like dystopian sci-fi. Noel, the researchers discovered that 28 of the 33 viruses they've identified have never been seen before. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know what they did when they were not on ice. And we don't know what's going to happen to human beings because of it. I got to go poking around in ice looking for ancient plagues. Can't we just leave well enough alone? This sounds like some X-Files here. I mean, seriously. Like, you dig out the ice core. It's got the weird nano disease worms in it. Next thing you know, everyone's bleeding out of their eyes. Yeah, exactly. And this is one of those headlines, you know, that grabs you. Uh, Let's be honest. This is one of those headlines a lot of people might read while they're 
uh, scrolling on their mobile device. They're in the middle of doing something else. And it's just enough to kind of grab your mind by the shoulders, give you a sharp shake and make you think, oh my God, 2021, it's the year of what now? <laughs> and uh, More like the year of what the bleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So what we're seeing now is um, we're seeing a lot of fear because when people hear the word virus right now, in, in times before people used to uh, before COVID, most people, when they heard the word virus, would think of something like um, like the herpes simplex or uh, HIV or the flu, right? But now when you hear the V word, you probably think of COVID first and foremost. And so when people hear that there are these elder god viruses, 15,000 years old, just now waking up, of course, your first question is going to be, what does this mean to humanity? Well, it's weird because they're still they're still working on this, but they believe that these viruses, uh, a lot of them are extremophiles. They thrive in extreme environments. They also may some of them may have originated from soil and plants, and they helped facilitate nutrient acquisition for those plants. So there's not no one is saying to be clear that there is this huge danger sci-fi apocalypse level posed to humans from these viruses. But they're definitely on the way. And there are two very big, scary things about this, because uh, Noel, as as you and I and, and Doc and everybody listening knows, that's not the only glacier. And that's not the only glacier that's melting. No, no, it's not. One number in this article on uh, ctvnews.ca that uh, that you found um, mentions the fact that of those 33 different viruses that were found, 28 of them have never been previously detected, uh, which sounds like a lot, but apparently, by some estimates, the number of viruses that we are aware of um, is a number that I cannot even wrap my brain around. It is 10 <laughs> nonillion, no which million. is uh, a one followed by 31 zeros. Uh, all of these, uh, whatever uh, poor sap's job this was, have been cataloged. Um, you know, and obviously not all of these are, are, are deadly or like plague-like, but still... Nonillion. I've never even heard Nonillion before. Have you been? Yeah, but I, I'm going to be honest with everybody. When I first heard the phrase Nonillion, I thought, I thought it was a made-up number that the person I was, I was talking with was just styling on. I mistook it for saying like a Gabagoolian or something. Right. You know <laughs> Thank what I you, mean? Ben. It Thank felt, you for throwing me that Sopranos bone. It, it felt, it felt like Susian. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but it is it is a real number. And as you said, the other five have been uh, on the books. But the good news for those is that the five that were already known to science are thought to be much more likely to infect bacteria instead of humans and animals. We have to remember viruses are very, 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 very small They're uh, in terms of what we define as alive. Viruses are like a hot point. They're a point of contention. Is a virus alive or is it almost just an organic program? Yeah, 100%. It's like, a, you know, there's a, 
study uh, in data science of complex systems, and that often is modeled after the way viruses spread, and then you can actually apply that to the way information is spread uh, over time. Um, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, a little bit over my head, but uh, my good dear friend in front of the show, Frank, took a, an online, one of those multi, you know, massively multiplayer <laughs> online courses. That's not the term for it. Um, there is a term for it. I think it's called a MOOC. Yeah. A yeah. massively online online course. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, so yeah, Ben, um, several of these, uh, viruses, they discover the new ones anyway, um, wouldn't have attacked humans anyway. Um, yeah. you mentioned ones that would attack maybe, uh, bacteria and such. There are also some that would, uh, attack plants and particularly soil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the point remains, the Tibetan plateau is not the only home to a glacier. Uh, remember we opened up this this story by talking about the melting of Greenland and its ice sheet. What we're going to see is more and more stuff being discovered beneath the ice, things that were previously inaccessible uh, to humans from what we know of human history, which is an important caveat. If you would like to learn more about that aspect, uh, please check out our YouTube video from a number of years ago about uh, things hidden beneath the ice in Antarctica. Those hidden things uh, will be revealed, and we're going to learn more and more about the ancient world. Uh, we may also, this is, this is plausible, unfortunately, we may encounter some threats that have been slumbering in the dark and the cold for quite a long time, which I know sounds a little Lovecraftian, but that's where we're at. And that's not even the biggest threat yet. There's one more big threat. Oh, for sure. And I also just want to backtrack ever so slightly just to mention this, obviously, I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. Uh, these 15,000-year-old um, viruses were able to survive in sub-zero freezing temperatures for that long which is another thing that makes them kind of scary and super resilient and why it's going to be. It reminds me of that scene in The uh, the Sword in the Stone, how, spoiler alert for a movie from the 60s, uh, how Merlin ultimately defeats the witch uh, when she turns into a giant uh, fire-breathing dragon as he turns into a virus and mm -hmm. gets her sick. And that's how he, he wins the day. So, I mean, compared to, like, all the war machines we can throw at each other, viruses are probably going to be the thing that are going to wipe us out as a species if we're not careful. Well, they have a lot less to distract them. You know what I mean? A virus is built for one purpose and one purpose only. It doesn't have a lot of B plot lines. and <laughs> It doesn't, you know, a virus is never, like, taking vacation or going to work on its novel. This is a strange thing to realize about them, but it's a very important thing. It's also funny that you mention Sword in the Stone. Uh, I believe we may have talked about it on air a little while ago, but I, I rewatched it recently. It holds up. It's actually how I learned about Tahiti. I thought it was uh, Bermuda. Is it Bermuda? Mm -hmm. Ah, you know what? Uh, I believe you may be correct. It was indeed Bermuda. So, he actually says, blow me to Bermuda. So, and then you've got the Merlin, you're back from Bermuda. Line. He's wearing yeah. the Bermuda shorts. Well, yeah. I guess that still led me to learning about Tahiti. I always was a geography nerd. Just mm -hmm. not as much of a Disney nerd. I like that movie because it's just kind of an anthology, right? Like it's all these little vignettes of like, you know, misadventures and stuff that Arthur gets into. And it doesn't really have a villain. 
Exactly. It's kind of just all these weird little stories where he's a fish and he's a squirrel. Oh, I always remember the part where he breaks the girl squirrel's heart and then he you know, turns back into a boy and she's just like crying. It really kind of makes me a little verklempt. So I want to get to the second thing. I've been trying to get to this for a second. This is the bigger threat right now. Uh, this is what will make you verklempt uh, if you are if you plan to be alive for the next few years. There's something else under the ice that people need to worry about. It's not as uh, buzzfeedy as a bunch of ancient viruses that may or may not be coming for you. Probably not, but may or may not be coming for you. Instead, there's a lot of methane and carbon that has been preserved in this ice as it melted over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And like the viruses, this stuff didn't really go away. It was just if you think of glaciers as uh, a big closet or a big storage unit, then these massive reserves of sequestered methane and carbon are the skeletons in that closet. And what we're going to see quite possibly is that this stuff. Is it like still flammable? Yeah. Yeah, it, it can be because right now it exists uh, often as a solid in a stable state. It's called methane hydrates, uh, and it exists in, in a very delicate balance. It needs a specific range of pressures and temperatures, and then if that balance gets tipped, it gets released, it makes its way into the atmosphere, and in its gaseous form, the methane particularly is one of the most powerful greenhouse gases. It will warm the earth 30 times more efficiently than carbon dioxide. So for anybody who's worried about climate change or rising temperatures in particular, and you should be the closer you live to the equator, this is like the, the ancient viruses are getting the news and getting the clicks and the attention. But what's more dangerous immediately is that glacial faucet that's slowly turning on the gas and that gas is getting out. And, and there are going to be a lot of attempts to figure out how to address it uh, in one way or another. But because of the way these things are melting, it's going to be very hard to stem the tide, which means that imagine you are going, imagine you're speeding down an interstate and speed limit is 70. You're going 85. And the speed limit or the speed in this case is the amount of pollution that's happening. You're going 85, and you're like, okay, I'm going to slow down a little bit. And you try to pump the brakes, but instead, you accidentally hit the accelerator. Next thing you know, you're going 115, 130. That's what can happen with this. And I cannot emphasize this enough. We're not talking in vague terms of geologic time. This is not a, oh, in the next 3,000 years thing. It's happening now. And it is enormously important to be prepared. Why do you think so many well-to-do people are relocating to New Zealand and using every loophole they can to get there? Why do you think people are moving to the Great Lakes? Why do you think people are finding places away from the equator with potable water? There are people who are very conscious of this. They pay for these studies and they may not be telling the public, right? They may not be telling their shareholders, but you can be sure that they are doing it. And with that, we have to 
end our story at this point because that's where the story wraps up. Love to hear some updates on this. And I would love to hear, in your opinion, what the ideal physical location will be for long-term sustainability in a changing world. Uh, Like you said earlier, Noel, this is something that has been politicized to the detriment of the human species. There's really no need for it to be so. It just equated to short-term profit for corporations to lie to the public, the global public. And now, as we look at a world where climate refugees and climate-driven migration will be on the rise, this problem is only going to become more and more apparent. If you haven't watched Children of Men yet, the excellent sci-fi film, now might be a time to give it a gander. It is increasingly prescient in some ways. Uh, We'd also like to hear uh, your experiences with someone that you feel has maybe gone off the deep end in terms of cultic organizations or really hardcore belief systems. There's one in particular that we can recommend based in New York, but I believe it is open to uh, anyone who is just anyone in general who's struggling with this. It's a 24-hour hotline that provides services to former and current cult members and their family and friends. Uh, You can call them directly 24 hours a day at 212-582-9100. Thanks, Ben. That's super helpful. Um, And if you want to give us a call, we have a a number as well. It's 1-833-STDWYTK. Tell us any stories that you have of any loved ones that have uh, been recruited into cults or if you've had experience uh, with that as well. Um, it can be very, very instructive and helpful for others that are maybe dealing with that with their own families or loved ones. So uh, please do. You have three minutes to leave us a voice message and let us know in your name or what to call you. We love nicknames here on the show, and we will possibly use your message on one of our weekly listener mail episodes. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can also find us on the Internet. That's right. No, you can find us on uh, the official best page online, which is here's where it gets crazy. Our Facebook community page. Shout out to the best mods in the business. Uh, that's where you can interact directly with the best part of the show, your fellow conspiracy realist. You can also find us on YouTube. We are Conspiracy Stuff. That's where you can see that video about Antarctica I mentioned earlier. And you can find us not just as a show, but as individuals. If you would like a peek behind the curtain at what uh, what I am working on and leading up to airtime, then follow me on Twitter at Ben Bullen, HSW, or Follow me on Instagram, where I am at Ben Bolin, B-O-W-L-I-N. Noel, what about you? You can find me exclusively on Instagram, where I am at HowNowNoelBrad. I got a Twitter, but I mainly just use it to lurk. So you will find no tweets from me there. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty active on the Instagram with the stories and the memes and all that good stuff. Uh, so hit me up there. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, you can just send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.